Are you a woman in the middle? You're in the right place. I'm Susie Rosenstein, and you are listening to the Women in the Middle podcast, episode number 24. Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, so glad you're here for this week's episode, which is all about something that many of you guys out there are doing this time of year. You think about making a New Year's resolution. So this is what we're going to talk about today. Why you should think about making resolutions, what prevents you from making them, and what gets in the way of sticking with them. Anyone cringing yet? (laughs) This is exactly why I thought it was a good topic for a podcast. Because resolutions can be cringeworthy. But before we go into the gory details of this topic, I just have to share something with you that happened last weekend. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know that something crazy amazing happened in my life this year. Something I made with my own two hands is on display at the Museum of Modern Art as part of their fashion exhibit called Items is Fashion Modern. You'll also recall that this whole experience has been a lot for me to wrap my head around, as you can imagine. It's crazy good, of course, but crazy nonetheless. So much so that it kind of feels like an out-of-body experience. I don't know if you women in the middle out there can relate to it, but honestly, that is really what it feels like, even as I'm talking to you about it right now. So the reason that I'm mentioning it, again, is because I went to the exhibit for the second time this past weekend. So what happened was my sister and my cousin from Rhode Island said that they wanted to go to MoMA on December 2nd. They said this, I don't know, maybe four or six weeks ago. I heard them say it, and I thought to myself, hey, wait a minute, you guys can't go without me. (laughs) I knew that I would regret it if they did. Like if I saw them posting pictures on Facebook of their experience there without me, it would have driven me crazy. So I didn't want to have that regret. I really wanted to share the experience with them. I mean, for God's sake, it is once in a lifetime, right? So I did a quick check online and I discovered that was only $298 to fly from Toronto to Boston for the weekend. So that's where my resolution from last year kicked in. So when this whole thing happened, I decided, you know what? This is why I'm going to tell you the story. I was just in Manhattan about four and a half weeks ago, and it seemed like a lot for me to go again. This soon, of course, right? But I remembered that when this whole MoMA thing happened, I decided that I wanted to have as many MoMA moments as possible. This experience was almost too good to be true. Well, I think it actually is too good to be true. (laughs) And I really didn't want to miss out on anything. And I wanted to sop up every second. So I thought to myself, I'm not going to let $298 stand between me and another MoMA moment. And I think most of you guys would agree, right? So even though I was just there, And even though it was definitely a big production to fly from Toronto to Boston, to get from Boston to Rhode Island, and then get from Rhode Island to New York City, I went. 
And my dear women in the middle, I went happily with a big smile on my face. I was excited. And as you can imagine, the whole experience did not disappoint. I mean, really, how could the Museum of Modern Art disappoint? (laughs) You know, seriously. So at one point, I was crouched down, pointing to my name on the signage on that plate, that nameplate at the base of the display. And I wanted my sister to take a picture, you know, of it, because like I said, it's just crazy (laughs) and it's happening. I mean, the security guard got upset. There's so much security at this exhibit. I was too close. I couldn't touch. And he was like, don't touch, move away, move away. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm pointing to my name. That's me. That's me. He totally didn't believe me. I was wearing a beaded wire kippah, which is a Jewish head covering, if you're not familiar, similar to the one that I made that was right there, hanging there on the wall in the display. He totally thought I was pulling his chain. He didn't believe me. So I'm like, no, no, seriously, this is me. This is really me. And this is, look on my head. See, that's mine. (laughs) This is me. And he's like, just smiling and looking at me surprised and then smiling. And I said, Listen, this is one of the most exciting moments of my life. (laughs) So he was totally surprised, but then he did agree to take a picture with me because I just thought the whole thing was so cute and funny. And it just confirmed, you know, he was surprised that I was there. It's odd. The whole experience is odd. So there you have it. This is an example of a resolution that I made that wasn't a New Year's resolution, but I was determined and I kept it. And most resolutions, though, as you know, are not this easy to keep. In fact, I have many that I haven't kept at all, right? So $298 is one thing. Exercising for a year or your whole life, the rest of your life is quite another. So usually the resolutions that I make are to do with weight loss and exercise. That's what mine usually are. What about you guys? To date, I haven't been that successful keeping them past January 31st (laughs) because I usually do try to make them and that's typically what happens. So, of course, like I said, resolutions don't need to be made only at this time of year, but it is such a common thing to do right now. So like my resolution to soak up all the possible MoMA moments presented to me this year, they're not all that simple. As you know, It really is a great year to think about resolutions. They represent a fresh start. Who doesn't like that? And as I was thinking about the whole resolution thing, I got curious about what the most common resolutions are out there and how many people make them. There's this website called statisticsbrain.com, and they published these stats in January 2017 about this year. So according to them, 41% of Americans usually make resolutions. And 42% never make them. So where are you? Do you guys like to make resolutions? If you make them, do you make them in January? I'm curious. I'd love to hear from you. I don't do it every year, but I definitely have been known to do it. Now, what are the most common resolutions out there? And like I said, mine are usually about weight loss or exercise. And this year, my mid-year resolution was about soaking up MoMA moments in Manhattan. But here is what is typically going on out there with the percentage of people that do enjoy making New Year's resolutions. The first one, 21.4%, is to lose weight or eat healthier. 
We've got life and self-improvement weighing in at 12.3%. We have better financial decisions at 8.5%. Quit smoking at 7.1%. Do more exciting things at 6.3%. I love that one. Spend more time with family and close friends, 6.2%. Also great. Work out more often at 5.5%. Learn something new on my own, 5.3%. So good. Nine, number nine, do more deeds for others. Sorry, that was number eight. 10, find the love of my life. 11, find a better job. That one's at 4.1%. And then there was a, an other category at 13.8%. So what do you think about those topics? Does this sound about right for you? Like I said, my resolutions is, haven't been that interesting. They've usually been about weight and exercise. But I'm wondering, have you ever been successful with the New Year's resolution? So I did a little more thinking about all of it, and I decided that it really can be simpler for all of you guys, for me too. I actually think we've been thinking about it all wrong. When it comes right down to it, I would like to suggest that there's only really one resolution that you should focus on keeping. Now, this is just my opinion. Tell me what you think. Are you ready? As women in the middle, I know that this will really resonate with you. So here it is. Do something next year that your future self will thank you for. Simple, right? Or is it? When you use this kind of perspective on the whole resolution thing, it somehow opens things up more. There seems to be more possibility of success. Would you agree? What did you think when I said that? The other thing that's great when it comes to perspective is that being this age in midlife really is the perfect time for more mindfulness in your life. Again, it's easy to be more open to it. So when I said that, that a great resolution is doing something next year that your future self will thank you for, what came to your mind immediately? And please, make sure it's before you squished the thought down with doubt and negativity, before you said that the idea was too hard and that you're too old or whatever other thought popped into your brain. We always want to scale our goals back so that they feel more realistic and reasonable. And I know I've talked to you guys in this podcast before about failing in advance, but that's typically what happens when we set resolutions. We just back off from goal setting. And it just, I don't know, if you really think about what's going on, it probably has something to do with fear or, I don't know, just not wanting to let yourself down. But let's explore a little bit more. So be honest with yourself just one thing that popped into your brain. What was the first thing that you thought of doing that your future self would thank you for? Was it about your health? Was it about your job? Was it about your finances? Maybe your relationships? What about finally learning a new skill that you've been interested in? It really doesn't matter, but I'm positive that when I suggested the idea of a resolution that your future self would be thankful for, you had an idea that was pretty clear in your mind. It may have felt a bit uncomfortable, like I said, a bit of a stretch, or maybe you felt some resistance because you started to think about the effort required to make it a real thing. 
So do you have an idea? Can you get a handle on what it actually was that popped into your mind? Okay, so just park that thought for a second and let's take a look at resolution. The definition of resolution is that it's a firm decision to do or to not do something. So resolutions are about intention, boldness, perseverance, relentlessness, staying power, determination, strong will, decidedness, tenacity, purposefulness, willpower. So did you notice these are all feelings? Feelings that will be created from your thinking. Just imagine what might happen if you made the resolution of what your future self would thank you for if you took it to heart. One small step today to live intentionally. One giant step to be happier. By the way, I have a worksheet that's really helpful. Make sure to download it. I pulled it together to help you think through all of this. Now, I mentioned it in the last two podcast episodes about vision boards, too. So if you didn't get it yet, grab it now because it will also be helpful for you when you're thinking about resolutions. You can get it at www.susierosenstein.com slash regretproofvision. And of course, the link is in the show notes. So it's just so important to wrap your head around what actually guides your action. And it's your feelings. Your action is determined by your feelings. Absolutely everything you do comes from your feelings. You do things, you create things, you accomplish things, you resist things, you react to things. And it's all because of how you feel or how you don't want to feel. And when you feel hopeless, overwhelmed or disconnected, you don't do that much, right? (laughs) But when you feel purposeful, determined, tenacious, you do crazy amounts of stuff. That's why resolutions have so much potential. But most of us don't kick them off with the right kind of thinking. Your thoughts need to create these feelings, not those scaling back, failing in advance. It's too hard type of feelings. So if you want to exercise more, but you come up with a resolution that creates unmotivation, you are not likely to stick to it. If you want to lose 30 pounds, but you feel hopeless when you think about it, you aren't likely to stick to it. So what could you do or not do that your future self would thank you for? What was that thought that you parked a few minutes ago? The thought about the thing that popped up in your brain when I asked you what your future self would thank you for, and I know something popped in. I know it. So start by simply allowing yourself to think about what you want to create in your life over the next five years. It could be the next one year. It could be the next three months. It doesn't really matter. We talked about this general concept in those last two podcasts about vision boards. So if you miss those, check them out, episodes 22 and 23. Most of us don't even prioritize this sort of thing. Actually thinking about what we want and allowing ourselves to actually be okay with wanting it. 
So for sure, your future self would want you to do even this exercise. (laughs) We're just habitually on autopilot. We just live unconsciously from one day to the next, repeating old, comfortable habits and old thoughts, multitasking our days away. You could try a new thought on for size as a first step. So here are some ideas. Would your future self be thankful if you started thinking one of these thoughts? What if you allowed yourself to dream and decide to be okay with wanting what you want? just allowing it. You could also decide to stop thinking something like, I'm stuck or I'm too busy. Two examples of autopilot thinking that are completely indulgent and don't get you anywhere. So many of us think just those two little thoughts so often and it just is a grind. It's like we're grinding into paralysis with those thoughts. You could also adopt the thought, that I'm good enough. You could practice thinking that you're not too old. You could decide that you're going to stop comparing your accomplishment to other people's accomplishments. You could decide that you are amazing. (laughs) You really could decide that. What about this one? You could even embrace the idea that your age is a huge asset to you. Huge concept, right? Your age is a huge asset to you. It's just a thought. And here's one more. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. Remember, the idea here is that you want to set your future self up to be thankful that you started doing this kind of work. You'll know when you're onto something, when the thought you're contemplating, thinking on purpose leads you to these feelings we've been talking about that are related to resolutions. So like determination, strong will, decidedness, tenacity, purposefulness. You want to think something that creates those feelings. These thoughts and feelings are available to you now. Nothing else in your life needs to change for you to make the decision to change your thinking. You can start thinking this thought right away or any other one. These are just thought starters. So just imagine how you'll feel when you start practicing thinking one of these right? On purpose. Even practicing the thought that, quote, I'm learning to be a woman who does things on purpose that my future self will thank me for, end quote. (laughs) That thought is a giant new way to think for many of you women in the middle out there. For me too, right? I'm learning to be a woman who does things on purpose that my future self will thank me for. That can be your thought. That can be in your brain, making you feel ways that will change your life. Can you even imagine if you made it a habit to think this thought on a daily basis, like you had reminders and you really were determined about thinking that thought so much so that eventually you don't even need reminders for it. It's just like the wallpaper in your brain. It's just common. It's your go-to thought as much as I'm stuck or I'm too old or I'm too busy. How does this thought make you feel? I can really feel it. So close your eyes for a sec and see if you can feel it too. How do you feel when you think, I'm learning to be a woman who does things on purpose that my future self will thank me for? I feel proud, confident, and interested in being this woman. I'm smiling, actually, as I I think it. I just love thinking it. What do you feel? 
My mentor, Brooke Castillo, shared the idea of winking at yourself at a moment like this, (laughs) as if to say, yep, you got this. Try winking. (laughs) It's great. Like I haven't winked in a very long time until she put this idea into my head. And I wouldn't say I'm a winkaholic, but winking is a very cool little nod to yourself. You're exactly the type of woman who has her own back. A wink can say so much, and the feeling that comes from a thought like this can really create change. Try it. Wink in the mirror. When you're in the car, practice winking at yourself when you're, you know, putting on your lipstick (laughs) or using that car visor mirror. Use it for something that really helps you in your life. When you feel differently, you act differently. Remember, feelings that come from the thought create change, right? So what happens in your life will shift. You will create the shift. New results, personal results in your life will absolutely prove your thoughts. We are the ones who create our results. You have a choice. You can do it intentionally or unintentionally. (laughs) So as a woman in the middle, I think you have to admit that as much as you might resist it, it's a really a way better idea to be more intentional about going forward. Wink and all. If being older and wiser doesn't make you more open to the concept of how appealing it is for your future self to be grateful for the brilliance of your present self, please do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Seriously. This is really about you striving to be this kind of woman, a grown-ass woman who is ready to embrace a resolution like this with determination, with tenacity, with a smile on your face. And it's time for you to set yourself up to be grateful for you. It's time to get excited about being able to thank your amazing self for your desire to keep growing. Remember to grab that worksheet, though. It will help you. It's about regret-proofing your vision. So just go to www.susierosenstein.com slash regretproofvision to help you figure out the kinds of things that you really want to have more of in your life. It's free and it's super helpful. All right, ladies, that's it for this episode. So remember, as women in the middle, you really do owe it to yourself to shift your mindset when it comes to making a resolution that you're excited to keep. Preparing to do something on purpose that your future self will thank you for is just the ticket. So have a great week and wink away, please. I know you'll get a kick out of it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Women in the Middle. If you liked what you heard and want more, head over to womeninthemiddlepodcast.com slash guide to download a free actionable guide that will help you break out of your midlife funk and start living the life you want. Music